Do you want a cash-flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom? Sunsets and palm trees on your terms. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started with no money or credit and quickly grew a multi-million dollar portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson, and today I'm going to do a little solo style. I'm going to talk to you about some things I believe is paramount to your success, and this is going to be kind of talking to some of my more successful operators. And for you guys that are newer, pay attention though, because this is going to be something that you're going to want to know. Like you've got to understand the vision of how to become successful and how to grow your company. And so I'm going to call this episode scaling for profit and scaling for time as well, right? But really, scaling for profit or or for momentum. And really, I'm just going to look inward and talk about the things that I am facing and I'm struggling and how I'm going to tackle these obstacles. And so you guys know me. I just love talking about the dirt. I love talking about all the things that I go through in my daily to make sure that you guys get a really good understanding of what it takes and the ins and outs, the goods and bads of this business. So I'm going to share a little bit about that. So before I do that, though, let me just jump over and uh, really give a quick iTunes review. I love it when you guys take the time to get on iTunes and give me a five-star review. Uh, This one comes from Amy Robinette. She says, glorious. Corey Peterson's experience and stories fascinate me. I adore this podcast because it is very authentic and you'll get a lot of value from it. So, Amy, thank you for that shout out. I really appreciate you taking the time to get on and leave me that review. So, excited about this business, excited about the podcast, and dude, it just keeps growing and growing. You guys keep sharing these episodes and talking about it, and the show's growth is absolutely amazing. So, thank you so much for tuning in and checking in on me and listening to me babble and talk about the good, bads, and the uglies, and in this great journey of multifamily investing. So let's get into kind of the crux. Oh, wait, before we do that, though, hold on. A word from our sponsors. At Kahuna Investments, we partner with passive investors to create award-winning communities families love to call home. If you want to learn more about our company and our process, go to www.kahunainvestments.com and click the deal room. All right, guys, we're back. And so, listen, I do this kind of every episode or sometimes not every episode, but man, if you want to get my book, Copy Your Way to Success, and you want to get it for free, just text the word book, B-O-O-K, to 480-500-1127. My wife will happily put together that book in in a nice little shipping package and send it to you for free. So that's just my gift to you for being loyal listeners and to, uh, for staying in there with me. It's a great book. It really talks about the journey that I went on of to my first deal from being a used car salesman to ultimately becoming a multimillionaire. And so it will show, it's, there's lots of great stories on how I really did copy my way to success, how I had mentors in my life to help me guide me to where I'm at today. And so it's been an incredible journey. 
What I want to talk about today is really, so let me just kind of paint a picture of where my company is at, where my business is at right now, and the new challenges that I feel like I'm facing and how I'm going to address them. So we now have over probably, I think, $170 million worth of assets under management. And that's a pretty decent, you know, I've realized this, I'm no longer a small company. I'm actually a fairly decent sized company. We have income coming in. We have lots of deals. We have lots of things that we're a mature company, but it's ran right now pretty lean, meaning it's me, my wife, I employ my kids and I have three VAs. I have one that does more client relations management, right? So uh, as investor relations, then I have a graphics artist and then I have someone that's more of a that's really good with Infusionsoft and spreadsheets and underwriting helps me underwrite deals or at least gets all the data in there so and I used to have more of kind of an office personnel in here with me with that comes the complexity of okay we still so what a, so there's all the hats and then here's all the hats that I've been wearing right I've been the deal finder so I'm acquisitions I'm also asset manager of all these, and we have 10 active projects right now, 10 active projects. And so I, and then I'm still running my company being the CEO visionary. So there's already, that's way too many hats already for Corey Peterson. And so Corey is ready to give away these jobs or these duties. And really Corey has to. And so what I'm trying to tell you guys, as you start to grow, there's a little bit of a recipe as you start going. And a lot of this you can do with a pretty small team. It doesn't take a big team to own multifamily projects because you just got to be able to find deals. You got to have be able to raise capital. And then you've got to be able to operate and watch that. Now, you do it with a lot of help, right? So even though I have a small team, but the people that I have a construction management team, that's third party. I have a third party operations management team for my management company, then and they're great. And so I've got a bunch of auxiliary people. I have my mortgage broker, Aaron Mull, my attorney, Wayne Siegel, my PPM attorney, Mauricio Raul. I have lots of people that come in service, but still though, the main point of contact is me. Well, so I'm getting stretched thin. I've realized that I'm getting stretched thin. And so now we are to the point where we are ready to come out of the house. So I have been since 2005, I've worked out of my home office. I have my office. If you're watching on YouTube right now, you're going to see my desk behind me. I've got a desk, another desk behind me. That's for another, you know, for staff. I've got one on the side of me for staff. And we have a whole nother room in our, another side of our house that we have another two desks, right? For two other people. And now we've since put a lot of our staff, uh, we've traded them in for virtual assistants. We found that virtual assistants can do the work really well. We've got some amazing virtual assistants. So first of all, so what do virtual assistants do? They can do about anything that you can do that anybody can work remotely. So that's underwriting, admin. We've got phone setups where they use Zoom by the way, has a phone setup. You can use their VoIP for Zoom. Zoom has a phone service. And I'm telling you, it is beautiful. I can call my VA right now in the Philippines and it's nine o'clock in the morning for me. It's probably one o'clock in the morning for her. And she'll answer. 
She's like, hey, wait, what's going on? Right? And so, and I got to tell you, it's a pretty neat thing to watch, to understand what these Filipino workers do, because they're amazing. And so I pay mine directly. I've got a great main VA, I'll call her name's Jez. And Jez is kind of my resource for when I need new VAs. She will go out and find them for me and we'll hire them directly. And by me hiring them directly, I can usually pay them a lot better salary than if they than if I used a service. Because usually you hire a service $9 an hour, they're paying the VAs maybe five, maybe four, and they're taking the difference. So we've stripped that piece away. And so we're normally paying around seven, seven fifty for our VAs. And then I'm not gonna talk about what Jez makes, but Jez makes probably well, closer to, well, we're gonna talk about their salaries. <laughs> Jez gets paid, but she's my queen VA that she handles everything. And dude, she works amazing. I mean, she speaks great English. And she's dialed in, man. She works this business like it's a business with me. And so it's been, we talk four or five times a day. Anyways, so my VA team is strong. And so I'm going to encourage you, by the way, if you are struggling to try to figure out how am I going to afford people and staff to do your business, look into virtual assistants. And I'm just telling you, we have done very, very well with virtual assistants. It helps though, if you have a very detailed process map, right? So we do have detailed process maps of their jobs and their responsibilities so they will not get lost. And then you've got to inspect what you expect, right? So, you know, we still have to manage that. What I've learned is now I have Jez. Jez now manages all my other VAs. So she is in a leadership role. And so now she's tasked, she monitors their activity, she things they have to log into so we can see if they're doing work on the computer, it kind of does their timing. So we can see if they're sitting idle or not, right? So it's really important. So with that said, where I'm getting stretched is in the asset management side and dealing with property management and all the other things to do. So we are now ready to grow as a company. And so here's what we finally did and decided to do is we are going to move out into a real office. So we just locked up a 3,000 square foot, I think it's like 3,300 square foot office facility. We're doing the build out right now. So it'll probably be ready by Christmas. And we are looking to try to hire, we're actually starting to interview, I think at the middle of, it'll be right after Thanksgiving for candidates for an asset manager. So we're gonna hire an asset, full-time asset manager in-house. And so why is that position important? It's going to take so many things off my plate. And here's the real truth. This is what I've realized. Man, I am probably not the best asset manager out there. I know I'm not. Know your strengths and weaknesses. I'm a visionary. On the predictive index text or a test, I'm a maverick, meaning my drive and my vision and my focus is off the charts to the right. But my attention to detail and the little things is way off to the left, meaning I don't do well with detailed, precise work. And asset management, and so I've I've been forcing myself to move what I normally where I'm normally at, like what I call two sigmas, just to be able to perform. And you can only do that for a short amount of time and eventually you hate it. And so I do hate it, right? It's not my favorite job or where I'm where I'm the best positioned to be. And so it's time to hire a full-time asset manager. And here's what I know. 
my business is going to flourish because of it because they're going to be way more in the weeds in the details than I am. And so it's needed. It's needed. Probably should have hired that asset manager six, seven months ago, in my opinion. But I mean, this is the reality. So I'm sharing with you like real stuff that business owners go through. And by the way, no one else will tell you this stuff in any podcast that I know of, right? They all talk about how great it is and how they're killing it. They don't ever talk about what they struggle on. So this is me telling you, I've got a really good business and we were doing very well. We still got one or two properties that are not so well that are coming still from COVID. Actually, just one, but it'll fix itself in the end. But we're going to buy $65 million of assets this year of which we've already bought about 25,000. We got the next two deals coming in November and December, 17 million and then a $24 million deal. And with a potential $25 million that we're getting ready to put under contract. So we are doing gangbuster business. And like all these deals are great. They're cash flowing, they're gonna make money. A great trajectory. But the reality is that, man, if you don't start putting layers and start looking for where you need to go, your future growth, you're gonna break something. And so we've realized that we've realized if we continue on the path that we're going, it will break because Corey cannot handle another three or four more properties. And so it's time to hire the staff and the people that we need. So first hire that we're hiring is an asset manager because, and where are we going to pull that asset manager from? Now, here's my philosophy in this arena. I'm going to try to hire a very seasoned asset manager, right? that's been there, that's done it, that knows the reports, that knows more than I do about asset management. And so I'll, so when I do that, guess what? I'm going to have to pay more, but I'll get more. And this is a big, a lot of people hire totally opposite. They're like, oh, I want that new person, that green person. And man, I'm telling you, I just know myself. And if you don't already have this position mapped out and all the processes for it, which I don't, right? I know the stuff that I do, but I'm looking for someone that brings things that I don't even know that I don't know, right? That's the extra. And you get that from seasoned people. And so I'm going to find a seasoned asset manager to hire, bring them on because my company has a really good growth profile and potential and it's small. So everybody's looking to be on the inside of a small company that's, that has lots of growth potential. And that's what my company is. We are breaking the curve of that acceleration curve. We are, we are starting to get escape velocity. I see it. They were just now starting to come around and it's going to be tremendous what I see happening in the next five, five years or so. So people understand because that's my vision and see the vision and then the people and the culture and your integrity, what you guys stand for becomes way more valuable and way more important. And by the way, so what is Kahuna Investments' mission, right? We provide, we partner with passive investors to create award-winning apartment communities that families love to call home, right? So we already know what we do. We, we partner with money. We buy these apartments. We fix them up. We make them nice to where we have families. And we, our interpretation of families is family, true families, or we also do student living. So that's mom and their kid or dad, mom, and their kid, that's still family. We want it to be home. This is people's home. Even if it's a student, they're living there. That's where they're living, right? That's their home for the next four years of college, hopefully. And so with that comes great responsibility. But not only do we have that piece, but you also got to talk about what are your core values? Like what is, 
why will people want to come into your company? And so it takes vision. You got to be able to share that vision and really about then what are your core values, right? So we talk about, so our core values is one is it's about people, people, people is one of our core values. And not only is it the people that we serve, the investors, the apartment communities, the people, our tenants that live there, but it's also our own people, our staff, the people that work for us. And so part of that means, listen, at Kahuna Investments, we give the whole week of Thanksgiving off to our staff. Why? Because I'm taking off. And why am I taking off? Because, dude, I'm not going to work for all my life and not like smell the roses. Thanksgiving's Thanksgiving. Let me be thankful and spend it with family. How many people don't get that opportunity? How many people just get the day before and then the day of and they got to go back to work? What if you had a whole week to celebrate with your family and love on the people that you want to love and go do some things, go fishing or do just like spend some quality time? So that's something we pride ourselves in. So we give our whole week of Thanksgiving off. We also give the whole week of Christmas to New Year's off. Why? Because it's Christmas. I'm not going to work on Christmas. I refuse to. Why would I want my staff to do it, right? Am I being hypocrite if I, if I take off, but I don't let them share in that success? So it's people excellence, right? And excellence is another one of our core values. We want to make sure that we're, we are doing excellent work. And a lot of that means sometimes you'll make mistakes, but it's we're going to fix it. And then we're not going to repeat it, right? So trying to be excellent, trying to be above par, doing our best. Integrity, doing things the right way. Are you ready for retirement? The majority of Americans are not. Failing Social Security and dated financial planning practices put strains on many retirees' finances. 46% of Americans admit they are not taking steps to prepare for the likelihood they outlive their retirement savings. Luckily, it's not too late. Diversify your portfolio. At Kahuna Investments, we partner with passive investors to create award-winning communities families love to call home. To learn more about our company and our process, go to www.kahunainvestments.com and click the deal room. Right? Meaning what you say. With money and capital comes a huge amount of integrity. You've got to do it right. And then moxie. So moxie is kind of like the X factor. And the reason we put this in our core values is because people's like, well, what's moxie? Well, let me tell you right? Moxie is that little extra thing that when everybody else wants to quit, people that have moxie won't, right? They're going to go that little extra mile. They're going to make sure that they take care of that customer. They're going to make sure they perform on their job, right? Because that's just who they are. It's moxie. And you can't put a price or value on it, but you can see it and you know it when you see it, right? So it's that little something extra that people bring to the table. And I'm telling you, we hire for that. Part of working for us is to have a googliness, Right. In other words, Googliness, in my opinion, is being able to solve problems asking Uncle Google. <laughs> right. So if you don't know something, damn sure Google probably does. Right. And if you know how to ask Google in the right way, it'll spit out some answers for you to do some research and for you to get a better understanding of what it takes to solve your problem. Right. I do this for software all the time. If I'm doing video editing and I need to know how to do a certain type of video editing in Adobe Premiere, Premiere Pro, and I don't know how to do it, I'll Google it. Right. And all of a sudden I'll watch the video. I'm like, oh, that's how you do that. And then I can solve my problem. And like that's you've got to have that resourcefulness because that is the way that my company is built. You have to be resourceful. I want you to find the answer. And bring it to me and say, hey, here's what I'm thinking that's going to do. 
and they'll be like, great, that works. Continue on, rock on. All right, so we're going to hire an asset manager, and the very next hire, probably kind of almost at the same time, is a COO, a chief operations officer. And probably maybe should hire the person before the asset manager, but I need their asset manager now. We're searching for that asset manager. We're going to find it and place it, right? But I do want, at the same time, we're almost looking for the COO as well. And so what does that person do? I've learned that I'm the Richard Branson of Virgin, right? I'm the Corey Peterson of Kahuna. I'm crazy, right? I'm the visionary. That's really my primary role. I'm good at coming up with ideas and seeing the vision and understanding where we need to go. But the execution, I mean, I've had to force myself to be that guy. But quite frankly, I'm not great at it. I'm not great with people. Sometimes I get impatient. I'm just not corporate enough, right? I'll probably will never be corporate enough. <laughs> but I'm sure going to hire somebody that is, that can be very smooth and that's very PC and that is an integrator, right? That can take my ideals and have enough strength to push back on me and say, Corey, out of the seven ideals that you got, this one's the only one that's workable. Trash the other stuff. I need that. I need someone to tell me no. It's too easy to have yes man working for you. So you have to have someone strong enough to say no, right? And so that person is going to be in charge of then now all our people and the operations of our staff, okay? Now, then we're also going to be hiring a two, at least one for now, maybe two financial advisors or people that were once financial advisors, right? FAs, preferably someone from Edwards. I don't even care. Just I want someone that's in the financial, that has been in the financial services business for probably five to seven years. And why is that? To help us raise capital, right? To work for our company as the syndicator and be part of our key employees um, that go out and go meet people and talk to people about what our company does. There is some rules and things that we've had to kind of create. We've had a couple different, can't compensate them on the amount of money they raise, right? But we can have a profit sharing program that you know pays twice a year of the net revenue of the company, just like any other company that's out there. We're going to give them pretty big base salaries, probably six figures, right? $120,000, $150,000. And because, and here, why? Because here's what I know about financial advisors. So they're, most of them are, are 100% on commission. They maybe get a small override, but they're still pretty much 100% on commission. And every month they have to be on commission. And like, listen, it's a sales job. Don't think that it's not because it is. Why? I used to be one, I know, right? Until they build up a big enough book and then they start getting like their fees. And a lot of financial advisors now are, are moving to manage money where they get a percentage of assets under management every year, every year, every year, right? That's the money's that in being a financial advisor, but you've got to work 10 or 15 years to really start getting the benefits of that. So in my mind, there's got to be, and I know there is, financial advisors that are five to seven years into it that's built a pretty decent book, but the problem is they're just not getting compensated the way they want to. So we can pay them a good base salary of $100,000, $150,000, something like that, and then be able to give them a profit sharing program of the net revenue of profit from Kahuna Investments. And 
I think that that's going to be a really cool way to do it. And so where they can get compensated $300,000 or so, right? That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's CEO kind of money, right? And their job is to go out and do the activities. And now, we've also learned they can't just be raising money. That's their only job. So we will also give them responsibilities. They're going to have a certain group of properties that they have to help oversee, right? And write reports and review. And like so they've got to have other duties just besides raising money, right? To work in your company. That's not hard to do. So we've worked on these job descriptions. We know what their roles are and how they're going to do it. So we're just going to be employees working for us that are key employees. And so I think that's going to be truly huge. So now we have a capital raising machine built in our system of doing it the old fashioned way, which is like kind of the financial investment model. FAs, they go out to all they do is network. They network, network, network 100% of the time and manage a group of properties that they're responsible for and do some reports and part of our newsletters and go on the due diligences with us, kind of get involved into the projects. So together, we've got a really good oiled machine. So now I have a COO, two financial advisors, and we have an asset manager. We're looking to maybe add another bookkeeper to our company, more of a CFO style, and then probably another one or two full-time office personnel, right? So that's me going from me and my wife doing a lot of work to me finally just saying, I'm going to become the CEO of my company. And so with all that, right? So here's partly, how do you pay for all that staff and stuff? Man, now that we've been taking a 2% asset management fee as we do this work, right? For all the properties, we have 10 projects. And so it's almost, it won't pay for all that staff, but it pays for a good portion of it. And then we still get asset management fees when we close deals or uh, acquisition fees when we close deals. And that will help support all our staff and all the personnel and all the payroll. So on a a typical deal, if you raise 3% acquisition fee and you're doing like a $25 million deal, that's almost 700K in acquisition fees. So that can be used to help run your business, to run your machine, to pay your staff, pay your employees. Do two or three of those deals a year now, you know, that's three deals at 700,000 is 2.1 million. You can run a great operations. And that's also you'll have the 2% acquisition or uh, asset management fee coming as well to run your overhead and your cost of operations. So you don't get rich in this side of things, right? But you can build an award-winning company. And so that's what we're choosing to do. And by the way, how do we hatch this idea? Sometimes you look for a great opportunity to invest in your company. And so for us, it was the sell of what we're getting ready to sell the palms. We're selling the palms for, we bought it for like 9.5 million or something like that, or maybe 10.5, I don't know, we owe 9.5 on it. But uh, we're selling it for $19 million. So we're gonna make a pretty good chunk of change and we're gonna take a little bit of that money and invest it in our staff to upfront it and get our machine rolling. And so it's really an investment in our company and it's the right time. So for you guys listening right now, you probably can get this type of stuff. This is gonna happen to you, it really is. I'm on the verge of 10 properties, that's quite a bit. We've been doing it mom and pop now. There's two roads to go here too, just so you know, right? I just wanna make sure I'm very clear on this. One road is to just say, hey, listen, I'm going to check out. 
Like, I'm not going to buy any more properties. And truthfully, I, I don't need to buy any more properties. But I really enjoy the business of doing it. And I want to run a company. I go to work every day. I like going to work every day, Monday through Friday. I take off. I have my calendar. I take off vacations when I need to, when I want to. And we schedule all that stuff. I run by my calendar. So I enjoy, I love business. My kids are growing. They're almost out of the house. What else am I going to do? So I choose to build a company. But you can also say, hey, listen, maybe you're closer to retirement. Like, I'm ready just to enjoy my sunsets and palm trees. And so you don't need to have all that staff and all that people, right? But I'm also trying to build like a family office and a legacy. And so that's my vision. And so if you have that vision, there'll be a time where you're going to have to like step up and grow. And then so that's what we're doing. Now, you can do this with partners, by the way, too. Difference with partners, partners come and go. I do it with employees. So I'd rather just, I'm creating a company that we're going to hire employees, people to work for us, give them a job. And then we're creating the model. So it's a lot more work on our hand, but we have to pay employees. With partners, they can just get a piece of the profit as you make it. With staff, you've got to pay them as you go. So with that, is it's a little bit more, you've got to get set up. you got to get up set quickly. you got to just start being a better money management. Don't, you don't take all your profit just for yourself. You've got to set it up so you can start building your layers. And so that's what we've done. And so I'm super excited to kind of share, hopefully that's a, a, some good nuggets for you, just talking about the growth model of where I'm at now, where I see myself going I really see our company acquiring between $65, $70 million a year for the next five to 10 years, and maybe more. I don't know exactly what we're capable of. I don't want to put any, but if we just do that, man, that's an amazing. And so I feel like it's time to grow up and truly become a real company. And it's really neat to have that vision and focus. And once you get focused, you can start saying no to a lot of the other things that our time sucks. And so for that, I'm extremely grateful. I know that the vision is clear. My choices are fewer, right? And it's really easy to then kind of forge your path. And so super excited about that. Hopefully you guys have got a lot of information, just kind of some ideas of what it takes and where you would want to go for your company. Really the sky's the world, guys. You can have everything that you ever wanted in real estate. The multifamily way is a great way to go. It's cash flow, it's time, it's money now, it's some money along the way, it's some big money in the end, and it just works. It works really, really well. But to get there, it starts with belief, guys. You have to go deep into that heart of yours, into your brain, and you've got to figure out and say, this, this right here is what I want. See, when you get extremely focused, and you know it, and you can feel it, and it's in every bone and ounce of your body, and then you forge a forward with that intention, and people know it, and people see it. My friends, that's when change happens. That's when greatness comes out, and it shows up, and it manifests itself, and then people start being attracted to it, and my but next thing you know, you look back, and you've got... $190 million of assets or something close to that and you're living your best life just like I am. I encourage you guys to do that. I encourage you guys to dream. I encourage you to go out and live your best life. Do it today. You'll feel better about it. Guys, if you believe it, 
you can achieve it. And your paradise is possible.